Hello, listeners. Welcome to Freelance Friday, a podcast all about freelancing through the opinions and experience of a current full-time freelancer. Today on the show, we've got Rob Howe of Recreation Dallas. He's a longtime friend of mine and a colleague. Um, Rob, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. 20 years we've been on this. I knew Rob, actually... My, my one thing is always, I knew Rob when I was taller than him. Which is a big deal. I, for those who don't know me, I'm pretty tall. Pretty tall dude. Yeah. And you have been for a while. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me uh, on the show. Um, like Casey said, I'm one of the partners at Recreation Dallas, Recreation Dallas. Um, and I've been working with Casey exclusively, I think, really for the last almost three years about on various projects spanning from... Uh, creative and branding for candle companies all the way through uh, video work for pretty big brands uh, all the way through uh, you know small video projects and audio projects here and there uh, what we do uh, we like to position ourselves as uh, agency problem solvers so we come in and fix you know whatever you've got a problem with and uh, that whatever falls in generally the social and digital realm so you know, if you didn't need, if you didn't have any problems, you wouldn't need an agency. So we come in and try to fix those. Um, and then my background is in uh, starting the sports world, um, working with USA Boxing up through the 2012 Olympics. Took a little time off, played a little basketball against the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, moved back to Dallas and worked at an agency called Splash Media for for quite some time. I worked my way up through there, uh, and then at the beginning of this year, started Recreation um, with my partner. Uh, Sterling Heyman, and um, you know, since then we've been, you know, blowing and going for the for the rest of the year. So, um, really exciting stuff for us there. And then also, uh, my podcast uh, for Type One Diabetics is called Diabetics Doing Things. So it's kind of cool to be a guest on a podcast, not necessarily the host. <laughs> yeah, Rob's been doing. How long have you been to the podcast now? If it's been, been it, almost two years. Almost I was going to say years, it's been mm-hmm. a while. And uh, Rob's been very inspirational to me in starting my podcast, just seeing him on the grind. Uh, he and I are very similar in that we kind of have our hands in a lot of different buckets and uh, makes life fun, challenging, interesting, all of the above kind of. Easily distracted. Yeah, very easily distracted. Um, but today we're talking about freelancing. And uh, the main reason I had Rob on the show is because um, Rob has been – and he mentioned Splash Media and also the current agency, Recreation Dallas. Is it Recreation or Recreation? Recreation. Recreation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. recreation even, though that, even though I said Recreation, I, I'm just Whoa. trying to break myself with a bad habit. <laughs> I think I've heard Sterling say it the other way too. So yeah, yeah, always... yeah. We, we played around with it being both, and now uh, we just went with what our clients say, and that's Recreation. Recreation. So, so Recreation Dallas. Um, but So I've worked with um, Rob and Sterling in both of these agencies, and so I kind of wanted to talk to Rob and find out a little bit about why they chose to work with me versus other freelancers and what freelancers can do to uh, better position themselves to uh, be um, poised to work with agencies or to be sure. like prime candidates or whatever. Like what's what do agencies look for? Why do you, why do you hire freelancers? Whatever. So I think the biggest thing uh, in the agency business that I've learned um, – all good client relationships or all good working relationships start with personal relationships. Um, you either know somebody that knows somebody and you, and you get connected that way. It's very rare to get a like cold lead or form fill or RFP relationship that turns into work that you just have been dying to do. 
at, le- at least in the in, in my experience. I'm sure that there are uh, exceptions to that. But for us, um, when I was on the agency side at, at a bigger company, more established company, um, I kept hearing from clients that they needed to get really high quality creative done, but didn't necessarily have the production house budget or the flexibility in the budget in a calendar year. You know, you go into a year with at least some reasonable expectation of what you're going to spend. Uh, and, you know, as you get in, depending on the company, you know, you, you have all those resources allocated. You're not saving that money away um, just for a rainy day. So what we were finding is that customers' um, demands were not as <laughs> were more flexible and, and, and in flux more often than a client's budget was. So what we wanted to do is create an agency model um, that allowed for that flexibility to be creative within, you know, certain parameters. So for example, you might do one set of services one month, uh, and then an entirely different, uh, the next, uh, and clients had that flexibility and, and that, um, availability of different options. So with that, I, we can't have uh, a full staff, uh, in terms of, you know, where our current client roster was at. We could, uh, we didn't make sense for us to staff up and have like a full-time video person or a full-time, uh, creative director or web designer, so we work with freelance options, so like you. Um, and I think the benefit to working with somebody like you that I know is that I know what your product is. I know what kind of quality work you do. Uh, and I also know, you know, how, what your expectations are in terms of budget and what, you know, what brands you've worked with and also how to work with you from a project management and a creative direction standpoint. I know where you're going to take it and run uh, versus where you might need a little bit of uh, extra direction or, or help on our end from as well. So I think it's just easy. You're easy to work with, um, especially for me since I know you. So, um, you know, in our first few projects together where we were, you know, putting together pretty large scale projects for, for companies, I just, it was an easy, it was an easy relationship. Uh, you know, it was, I don't like difficult processes and it's easy to work with you. So, and we got a really high quality product. So that was a no brainer. So, you know, whenever we had those opportunities or start looking for those opportunities because they make us look good. Um, and you know, I think you get to get to do the work that you like to do as well, hopefully. Yeah. Um, just go back just real quick. Rob mentioned something in there about an RFP. For those of you who might not know, RFP is request for proposal. And a lot of times uh, when agencies or other companies are looking for um, vendors for services like freelancers or whatever, they'll send out an, an RFP a request for proposal with like an outline of what the project is and how it's going to be used and all this different stuff. Um to kind of try to vet different vendors. Right, and those can be either like private, so they select a group of agencies that they want to just see, uh, you know, see proposals from, or it could be public where anybody can enter. Yeah. Um, Been through both of those. They're equally exhausting. And uh, to go back, I think it was in the the first episode, I believe, talking about, um, or I mean, no, it was the second one, I think, um, talking about that you're seeking to add value and and that like that should be your like one of your main objectives as a as a freelancer or as a business even but uh i mean and it kind of goes back to the partially also to the whole like it's more who you know than what you know and so rob and i's relationship is a prime example of this because we had a relationship formed and while what you know is like vitally important um if i hadn't known rob and we hadn't had that relationship that 
wouldn't have, the business relationship probably wouldn't have happened. Right. But I had to know this stuff in order to be able to be in that position, which it seems like common sense, and I think it is, but maybe, maybe yeah. you need to hear that. Um, I mean, you make a great point. If I didn't know that you did what you did and at the level that you do it, it wouldn't have crossed my mind. But I think the other thing in those relationships, whether it's who you know or what you know, a lot of people have ideas. A lot of people have great concepts. Um, executing those in a way that's both efficient and effective is where the great relationships are formed. And so I think being able to take an idea or a loose concept or a brief and turn it into a high quality finished product that both the agency and the client and the freelancer are, um, are happy with and you know satisfied with is not easy to do. So when you find that, uh, you find that balance, you know, you look for other opportunities to do that. So I think for us, because we've had that experience where, you know, you take this idea, this concept, and we execute it, you know, extremely well, and set, you know, setting those expectations for success, you want to find as many opportunities to do that as possible, just because it feels good. Um, the client's happy, you're happy, and it's effective. So, um, you know, I, I think that when we're looking at for opportunities like that, you know, that it's not necessarily the who or the what or or even like, you know, who's got the best idea or who's got the latest gear or who's got the best, you know, new hot thing. But if you can execute on something according to the expectations and everybody's happy at the end of it, that's the sign of a pretty good engagement, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. There's a, I think it's, a, is it how to win friends and influence people? I think they talk about looking for win-win, win situations. Right. Um, and that, and, and ultimately. Dale Carnegie, the God. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not in a win-win, win situation, you're not in a win-win, it's ultimately a lose for everybody. And so um, that should be, for me in my relationships, especially business, that's one of the first things I look for is this, is, is this a win for everybody involved? And if it's not, I'm out. Um, so, Rob, from your experience, if if I'm a freelancer and I have, like, no relationship with you, but for whatever reason I want to work with your agency or an agency, what's the, like, best way to go about building those relationships and getting a shot? I think for me, um, showcase your work. I mean, we live in this age where, you know, you can stack up a beautiful portfolio website on, like, Squarespace in an hour or two on the weekend. Uh, or, you know, your Instagram can be your portfolio. Um, and, you know, the, I think the beauty of social media is if you're good at what you do and you put it out there and you have this consistency, it's pretty easy to, to get those opportunities. I feel or get in front of the right people or connect with different people. So for me, like I'm out there, um, I'm on Instagram. I've, you know, I'm pretty easy to find. I, I was joking around before I left my last job. I didn't give them any contact information because I'm like the easiest person to find. Uh, that was my that was my sign off, which I thought was pretty sweet. But um, yeah, I, I think you know you got to have examples of your work out there. You never know when someone's going to uh, going to need you. But the other part of it, I think, is the hardest part is the pricing and like the payment thing. You know, I'm all for like I, I don't believe that people should work for free. I think you should absolutely you know know your worth and really charge it. But also, you know, be easy to work with. So if you have to do a project pro bono or you have to take a big cut in your day rate to get in the door somewhere, um, be open to that opportunity, I'd say, um, because you never know when that opportunity, it could be years, um, you know, in some cases like, um, you know, working with, with freelance guys or even doing freelance stuff on my own, just like 
taking a big hit up front just to get in the foot in the door, do good work, and you know hope that when when they need something that the phone will ring. Um, again, building those relationships is not easy, but um, you know I think a lot of creatives either they they're on both sides they either price themselves out of it too soon um because you know not everybody has the big budgets that you that you see in like New York and Hollywood um but then also you know not don't take on too much and work for free to the point where it's detrimental to you and you feel bad about the relationship like you said it's not a win 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 so you know it, that's a tough balance that's something that everybody's got to decide on their own um but for me, if I was a freelancer and I was do, working for for multiple different people, and the only reason I say I'm not, I guess I 100% am a freelancer just for myself. But um, if I was working for other people in freelance capacity, I would just really, really rigidly set expectations up front of what they want me to do. Um, the reason that retainers don't work and people don't like them is because they're ambiguous. Um, it's a list of tasks or deliverables that could or may maybe takes up the the time that's allotted, maybe not. Um, but nobody ends up feeling good afterwards most of the time. So, you know, what we've done at recreation is say, okay, well, instead of taking everything on, what can we do that you actually need that, that needs fixing that you like is a is a pain point for you? How can we take that on and make that better? Uh, because we think that that like Pareto analysis, that eighty twenty of let's take. 20% of your tasks that cause 80% of your problems and just fix them. Um, we feel like that makes people feel good and uh, that usually results in, you know, effective marketing spend and effective marketing uh, tactics. So, um, like obviously you talk about being out, like you're out there looking for, it sounds like you're like out there looking for people to potentially work with in the future or just like keeping an eye on like market of like freelancers in the area. Yeah, I mean, I'll to never turn extent. down working with somebody, especially if I like what they're like their shit. Now, now, like if I so if I'm a freelancer, shit, you mean you talk about like building up like portfolio and stuff. Um, should is it better to wait and just try to like be in a position to like get recognized by agencies, or is there anything that they can be doing to like proactively try to like engage and like start a relationship that's effective? You know, um, networking sucks. No one likes doing it. Um, but, you know, the reason that uh, my business is where it is today is because of personal relationships, um, some which are years old and uh, some which are new. Um, for me especially, uh, you know, my I'm very fortunate my partner has been in the Dallas agency game for 20 years, so he knows literally everyone. Um, so, you know, time, consistency, um, don't compare your day, your day a thousand to, or your day one to someone else's day a thousand. I think that's really big from a creative standpoint because you might see somebody, it's like, oh, well, they're, you know, their shit's not as good as mine or I can, I'm, I'm just as good or whatever, but they've been doing it longer. They've been established. More people know them. The phone's ringing from people that they know. So, you know, that's part of it. You got to get out there. You got to meet people. You got to, um, you know, carry cards around with you as, as corny as it sounds go to networking events. Also just like go to, go to meetups, meet other creatives go to co-working spaces and go to happy hours and, you know, go showcase your work, go po to poetry readings, <laughs> you know, go hang out, go hang out with other creatives and other, uh, you know, industry people. If you do that, uh, you know, if they don't know, if they don't do so, somebody comes to them with a project that, that they don't do, but they know exactly what you do, um, they might send it to you. You know, I think that's, that's, it's a numbers game, just like sales, like anything else. Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk about this in another episode, but it's, uh, something to be th thinking about is like, branding yourself 
as something like more specifically versus being a generalist. Um, and uh, for my friend Austin, man, would always talk about the taco shop. Um, and basically that, that uh, if, if you're in town and you're looking for tacos, you're going to think of a taco place, a taco shop to go to. Now, that taco shop might serve other food, but they're known as being a taco shop. And there's other restaurants around town that probably serve tacos, but you're not thinking about them when it comes time to get tacos because tacos is what you want. And so... Yeah, don't even get me started on restaurant positioning. It's so difficult. <laughs> and, uh, but I, th- I think you're right. I mean, um, with the agency world, it's really hard. That's why we chose problem solving. And we're not the first ones to choose that uh, by any stretch. But what we're finding is that, you know, good agency, bad agency, whatever, we're all doing 90% of the same stuff. Uh, we approach it the same way. We all have the same intentions. We all are, you know, pitching the same way on the same platform, same type of creative. Um, what sets you apart uh, is, you know, your process, your people, um, your relationships, um, your experience, your your book. So, you know, how do you distinguish yourself? You know, for us, we, we had a little fun with the branding and we're recreation. So, um, you know, it's you can play. It has that play element, which I think is fun. Um but then, you know, on the other side of things, and I'm sure you guys will talk about this in that that episode, which I, I will definitely listen to, uh, like that essay, like a thousand crazy fans or a thousand true fans or whatever. Uh, it's it's great. Google it. A thousand true fans, I think. Or um, and it's it's just basically if there were only a thousand people on Earth who wanted your product or service, you just talk to them. Um, and the concentric circles that come out of that, if you're really over delivering to that thousand people. Um, you'll grow and you'll grow and you'll grow and you'll grow. And for me, um, I heard that first heard that like a keynote speech at digital summit Dallas in 2015. And, uh, I applied it really uh, heavily to my podcast. So my podcast is strictly for people who have type one diabetes or know someone with it or have a child with it. Um, and you know, I still have, you know, I have more downloads, I'm sure than a lot of other podcasts that thought that they were for everyone because people know what it's for. They know exactly what the purpose is. It's simple. Um, and people don't like to make decisions. You have to tell them what you stand for and what they're going to get out of it. And then if they understand that, if it's sticky enough and, and your content is good, then you know they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Well, any uh, if we wrap up any like final like takeaways in like 20 or 30 seconds? Man, 20 or 30 seconds. Um, I like the idea for this podcast, man. I think it'll be uh, an effective networking tool for other creatives. Um, and, you know, th- this creative work is is all about standing on the shoulders of giants. So I'm fortunate to to stand on your shoulders, and, and I think you vice versa as well for me, hopefully, um, because you're, you're only as strong as the five, six people that you associate with most of the time. Um, and, you know, we're spreading the word out. You know, somebody might hear this that knows me and says, oh, this is cool. Somebody, you know, who knows you, I might share it. And, they, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Um, I, w- I was wondering what Casey was up to. Even if it's just, you know, somebody feeling good, uh, this type of messaging, this type of work, I think is really positive. So keep it up. Thanks, man. Well, uh, it's another episode of Freelance Friday in the books. You guys, please be sure to check me out on uh all the social medias at Vay Casey, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and uh, wherever you are, um, if you'll subscribe, like, comment, share, all those things. Uh, thanks. See you next time.
Freelance Friday is a Vacacy production. Vacacy is a full-service video production company based in Dallas, Texas. Vacacy, big video production value, freelance agility and scale. 